Have you lost your fucking mind? Don't fucking die on me, Mia! She's Odin? She's fucking dying on me, man! Fuck out of my way! The piercing radiant Christ. What the fuck is going on with my microphone, you guys? That might have fixed it. <laughs> the fuck is my problem? The fuck isn't my problem right now? What's up, you guys? Uh... Yeah, so this is an old one I'm about to play with my friend uh, from high school. Uh, we'll call him Jay Wack. And uh, I have to give a trigger warning, a very special kind of trigger warning, before I play this episode. Uh, because it's quite triggering. But it's more of a cringy misogynistic trigger warning to the female listeners of this podcast because your feelings are well they matter just as much as the males and so I have to warn anyone listening that my guest Wack, he's quite the misogynist <laughs> it's not a good thing I'm cringing at the fact that I'm even considering releasing this episode but he tells some good stories about uh, being in a rehab in Skid Row Los Angeles and uh, he sees he has quite the eye-opening experience so that's awesome but at the same time he does how, how fuck how can I describe it he, well, he, I don't know how else to say it. He's a misogynist. <laughs> He's just a total fucking misogynist. <laughs> and uh, that's bad. That's wrong. So I'm giving a trigger warning ahead of time, letting you know that I do not condone J-Wax, or I don't subscribe to J-Wax opinions and ideology concerning women. But he is quite the looker, so he gets away with it sometimes, but not here, not on Nod Squad. You don't get away with that, J Jaywack, Jaybo. Sorry, can't let it slide. So 
I had just to say ahead of time, these are very extreme radical opinions, I guess. I don't know. Like, fuck what? How? I don't know. I don't know what to say. It's just someone's opinion, view of the world, which is not mine. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. So, but hey, why not a story first? Does that sound like fun? I think it does. Hold on. That's better. Okay. This is the story about my first ever successful marijuana harvest. So I'm living in Pasadena, right? And I slowly work my way up to like growing weed. I start with like a light bulb hanging from a fucking like a string and some like miracle crow. And I work my way up to actually, you know, having a pretty decent closet grow operation. You know, I got this T5 fluorescent light. It's like eight bulbs, four feet long. I got these pots with this cocoa fiber that's got like no like nu- like nutrients in it. So I can add all the nutrients I want. And I had these Fox Farm like grow. I, I was, it was, you know, doing pretty good for myself. I even had these, <laughs> I had this ghetto rigged CO2 uh, set up where it's like these like pucks like of like chemicals or something and you dip it in like an inch of water and then it creates its own CO2. Well, I, you know, mistakenly put one time I, while growing this weed, I fucking put this puck in this bucket and there's so much CO2 in the air. I guess like, I mean, I just smoked weed, but I just pass out in my fucking grow up because there's like not enough oxygen in the room and there's only CO2. So I'm just like, Ugh. I pass out and wake up like an hour later, like, whoa, the CO2 is too strong for me in my apartment. Pretty much every apartment I ever had, I grew weed in in LA and I've had several different apartments. Everyone had its own grow operation. I grew a lot of weed. So... Anyway, but this is the very first one. It's a closet set up and it's two, like two plants. And I, you know, I veg them pretty big and I flower them and then I chop them. You know, I flush them, like flush all the chemicals out for two weeks. You know, you just, if for those that don't know, when you're growing weed, I mean, don't try this at home kids, but you're the last two weeks of the harvest, you're supposed to just give it water and flush all the chemicals out. Cause if you don't, the salt buildup, it makes the weed like, and like it won't catch on fire, you know, and it'll taste really and whatever you can catch on fire, it will taste really bad. So you always have to flush the chemicals. That's besides the point. But uh, you know, I flush them, chop them down, and I'm, you know, I'm trimming them. You know, you have to trim all the the water leaves off, and then all the little leaf tips. And you know, I'm doing that one day, and I'm super excited. Like, yeah, you know weed comes down today and you know, I get to smoke some scissor hash because when you're trimming this weed, all this hash from the, from the plant, it builds up and the THC and the gooiness, it builds up on the scissors and you scrape that up and smoke it scissor hash. So I'm doing that and I smoke my first bowl of scissor hash and I'm like, you know, I'm baked. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Um, (laughs) and I get a knock on my door and I'm like all paranoid. I'm like, what the fuck? There's a knock at my door. What the fuck is going on? Like, this is, this is not good. This is all bad. 
So I'm like, I'm not expecting company. I'm just got, I have a table full of fucking weed laid out. Scissor hash. It smells like scissor hash in the, you know, burning in the air. I'm like, what the fuck? So I open the door and, you know, at the time I had just moved from Hollywood to Pasadena and I was taking classes at Pasadena City College. And one of my friends from back in the day, the one who was in the uh, mushroom story from episode two, uh, JP comes up and where he's been staying with me, basically, he's not, he's just been living with me. He paid like six months worth of rent all at once. And I was like, oh, I can't say no to that. So he's living in, you know, my living room though, because I only have a one bedroom. Anyway, he had been hooking up with this girl and we, we called, we had the most fucked up ass nickname for her. Uh, I shouldn't even say what the fucking nickname was because it's so mean. It was the mean, and I'm not going to say it, you know, slide to my DMs. I'll tell you what her, her nickname was, but he was hooking up with her and she had this uh, gay friend and, you know, I had nothing against him. He can't, had come over with this girl before, you know, he, he just, the only thing about him, he had these really crazy bug eyes. Like his eyes were like popping out of his head and, um, and he had this big crazy high fade, like from that house party movie. Um, anyway, he's at my front door and I'm like, and then there's this white wannabe rapper character, a, a wannabe thug, you know, uh, cracker. I can say it cause I'm white. He was just this white wannabe thug kid. And he's like him and this <clears throat> black gay kid are sitting are in my front door. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not expecting these two here. And the, the white kid, the white wannabe gangster is like, Hey, what's up dog. And he's trying to walk into my apartment. And I'm like, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Who said you guys were invited over here? I didn't even know you guys were showing up. Like what the fuck's going on here? And he's like, whoa, what's up dog? He's like, you didn't so-and-so, uh, you know, like, uh, tell you we were coming over. And I was like, no, I said, no, he did not. And, uh, I don't know why you're here right now. I don't, I'm not expecting company. I don't want company. So, you know, I bid you a day, sir. And he's like, well, wait, wait, wait. He's like, you don't have any ketamine. I'm like, no, no, I don't have any ketamine. I've never done, I've actually, ketamine, I've never done ketamine. Uh, which is kind of disappointing because I have a drug podcast and I've never done ketamine. So I'm kind of disappointed about that. But no, I was like, yeah, I've, I've never done ketamine. I don't know where to get ketamine. I was like, what the fuck? How did ketamine in my name get brought up in the mix? And so this white thug kid, he's like, what, what the fuck? This guy, he says you have ketamine. He told me you had ketamine. He was going to hook me up with ketamine. Blah, 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 blah. And this is out in the, you know, the, this is where like, you know, there's other apartments around and he's raising his voice about ketamine. I'm, and I have all this weed in my apartment. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck, dude? I don't, this is unwanted attention on my house. Oh, first weed harvest. What the fuck? And I'm like, dude, shut, shut up about the ketamine. I don't have it, so you guys got to go. And he's like, and then this is the kicker. This white thug kid is like, you know what? You know what this guy told me? He told me how he'd only hook me up with ketamine if I let him suck my dick. And I was like, look, I don't know about any dick sucking. I don't know about any ketamine. You guys need to get the fuck out of here. Like, now. Get the fuck out of my fucking... <laughs> 
my apartment fucking complex. And so then they, and I, you know, the, the sad thing is I think he did let this gentleman's suck his dick for ketamine. He promised him that I, you know, I didn't have, and I've never obtained. So, you know, they're walking away and the white kids like, you know, what the fuck dude? I think I heard him say something. I let you suck my dick. <laughs> uh, he got catfished, I guess, for he got ketamine catfished. <laughs> got his dick sucked for some ghost ketamine. So then I go back to harvesting my weed and uh I end up, you know, drying it and curing it and like, you know, getting it all nice and I take it to this dispensary. This is the first time I've ever vended weed to a dispensary. And like, this is a dispensary that, you know, they, I'm like a regular, it's like cheers. Everybody knows your name. There's a hash bar. They're like, Hey, what's up, oh, Brian? What's going on? You know? <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to bring some weed in next week. And they're like, all right, yeah, bring it in. And so I bring it in and they're like, all right, let's, we're going to take you to the back room. They take me to this back room. I've never seen so much mountains of weed and money stacks in my whole life. Like, dude, dispensaries in LA back then, you, they needed tough security because people would try to, gangs would try to rob them. And people, you know, you'd be like, where's, you know, where's so-and-so, the, the, the security guard? Oh, he got shot last week. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, it was, it was the Wild West. So I'm in back and I'm like, fuck, there's all this money. There's all this weed and this fucking little weed fucking aficionado comes back and he's look, looking at the buds smelling it and he's like all right we'll give you 1700 uh and i had like maybe between a quarter pound and a half pound off two plants so back then that's really good you know um so i was like fuck it yeah and i take this fat stack of money and i stick it in my wallet i can't even bend my fucking wallet you know and i'm walking out like got all this money and I'm fucking just like paranoid because I don't want to get fucking mugged or blah 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 so then I fucking go straight to my car and I fucking peel out of there and I'm just like you know when Walter uh, White and fucking Breaking Bad he's got all that money and he's like ah I was like me but it was 1700 bucks I mean it wasn't like tens of thousands of dollars but that was like my first like oh yeah dude I'm gonna make some fucking money and then I grew lots and lots of weed and vended lots of weed that fucking strain of weed was actually sweet tooth crossed with Bubba Kush and we called it Bubba's tooth and it flew off the fucking shelf might I add and then every time I went back I wish I kept a mother of that so I could cut clones and keep that strain going because they're always like you got more of that Bubba's tooth you got more of that Bubba's tooth and I was like no dude that's all I that's all I had. But then I had some OG that like literally put people to sleep. It was very too heavy indica. And I made brownies and gave them to Jaywack once while he was dope sick at my apartment. And he was just laying there. <laughs> he was just laying in my apartment. There's all these weird people, hippies around him, like, you know, smoking and partying. And he's just on these brownies that I made. And uh, he's just like dope sick, and <laughs> but he's like couch locked from the brownie. It was so fucking funny, and he was so annoyed by all these fucking characters in my apartment that he went down and fucking just laid in his car in the fucking <laughs> the parking lot. And I'm like, "You good?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm good." But he was just—I could tell he was dope sick. I felt bad for him, but I didn't really know what it was to be dope sick at the time. And. uh that's the story. 
with that, uh, this is the misogynistic episode with Jaywack. He's uh, he's a misogynist, so you know, don't hate me because I'm airing this phone interview. I I do not condone and I do not subscribe to his philosophy. Uh, he's just he's my friend, and I'm, I'm letting him voice his fucking story just like everybody else. So with that, I hope you enjoyed my story, and I'm getting the fuck out of here. Uh, you know, Unk uh, signing off. Stay safe, stay strong, peace, love, all the above. so fucking stupid so yeah thank you for putting up with my fucking shenanigans <laughs> no worries bro um yeah uh i know you had a lot of stories like dude i fucking i've known you for like over 20 years i know <laughs> crazy yeah la i definitely had some fucking gnarly shit happening over there um when you were staying over there <laughs> Yeah, like the day after I freaking started dating Dana, oh I met the. I remember I met this other chick at the. We went to like a camp with the rehab, and I met this chick Corinne. She uh-huh. was super hot. The day after I started dating Dana, I met her at freaking. That's where the. That's where the red line is. That park right down there, where your ex girlfriend used to stay right by it. My ex girlfriend. Yeah, that one chick that threw the glass bottle at me. Sure. Yeah, sure. Oh you, God! Yeah, she tried to kill me. She what? was insane, dude. What park? What park is that right there? Uh, that's Pershing Square. Yeah, Pershing Square. Yeah. yeah. So I met I met Corinne at Pershing Square, dude. <laughs> I fucking was making out there, like fucking filling her up and shit. The day after I started dating Dana. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. How, you met Dana for, through rehab, right? No, I met her through. Fucking asshole! <laughs> like, he, yeah, he wanted me to just bone her, but I ended up liking her, and we ended up dating. The, well, those I knew are funny. her for like freaking three months before I boned her. It sucked. You had to wait three months to have sex with her. Yeah. Why? Like, even, when, even when I was going out with her, we didn't bone. So three months. Yeah. She was like a Christian but, or something, or what? No, she just we just wanted to get to know each other a little bit, you know. Oh, that's. It's that's admirable. like the first time that's ever happened to me in my life, and only time it's ever happened. Yeah. But I railed the first time I boned her after I boned her like six times in one day. Oh fuck! It was awesome. Six times in one day. Yeah, and another thing about her, she didn't really like to fucking she she would give head, but she didn't like to do it, you know. So it was like I always I'd always try to stick my dick in her mouth, and she's like. Fuck you, then you're not getting your pussy, and then she'd suck my dick. Um, <laughs> remember that time that we brought? I was standing at your house. I was still in rehab. Is that time we were hanging out with the ex, and we went over to Dana's and we brought her home? Remember that? We brought the ex back over to Dana's house. You remember that shit? Yeah. She like got changed and like 
was wearing skimpy outfits and stuff in front of us and she like wanted me to stay over Dana's house with her. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I but I didn't. I like, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> I totally could have boned that chick. She wanted to fuck me so bad, but I didn't out of respect. Should have. Damn it. I wonder what happened to that. We should have, we should have both tag teamed her that night. Oh my god, that would have been. That would have been. <laughs> I think we. I think we could have done it, dude. She wanted it, but I was kind of caught up on Dana, so I didn't. Yeah. Well, I remember I would like, dude. She lived in like the valley, and I was in Pasadena. And no, fucking... you were in Hollywood at the time. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was in Hollywood, huh? Dude, uh, I would drive over there, and you'd be playing, like, Grand Theft Auto, and we'd, just yeah. be, we'd be popping a bunch of uh, oxies. Yeah, doing oxies. But when I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'd go on, like, those crazy road trips. Remember that? We'd drive way out to the freaking California Valley and, like, take Dana's car and she'd get like super mad at me <laughs> yeah she'd be calling like a bunch of times like she'd be like where are you and we'd be like all like fucked up and she'd be like I'm on my way okay fucking <laughs> <laughs> leave remember that one time you went for me I met I met you and gave you the money and you drove oh yeah and, didn't know. and then I was like you called me when you got back and I got like fucking 20 of them and you called me and you're like yeah meet me at freaking 7-eleven on freaking uh, call or what is that? Colorado Boulevard or whatever. Something Boulevard, not Colorado. Ventura Boulevard. You told me to meet you at someone on Ventura and Reseda, and I fucking told Dana, "Oh, I gotta go meet." I fucking did. Someone's outside of my damn. You'll never believe this. Someone's outside my damn window right now. Hound. Who? Oh, I thought he was on the run. Who? Wait, wait. Is that his name? I'm sorry, I'm recording, bro. Uh, yeah, people just you know just knock outside my window. Apparently, oh, I always go to the front door. That's the only place I've ever known to go. Uh, I know. I mean, well, see, the thing is, I used to sneak girls in and out through the side. I remember door. that. Oh, I remember that shit. You know what my parents ended up doing? They they put a, a special lock on that door, so it's locked. You can lock it from both sides. <laughs> Oh, nice. They locked me in. <laughs> so, I, so I couldn't let, so I couldn't sneak girls in to have sex with. And then uh, I would just sneak them in and out through the window. I preferred sneaking them out through the window anyways. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. No, dude. Those, you know what? Those road trips were fucking insane, though, because. Uh, fun. The way back was a lot fun than the way out there. Yeah, remember but, that? I was telling you, guy, like twenty. Remember, I was telling you, and freaking, I went and I was like, "Oh, I gotta be me." Dana, and you had him, and I picked him up. Yeah, came back and like went straight to the bathroom, and she was like, "You motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't believe you did that, you fucking asshole!" Blah, blah, blah. I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I swear I didn't get anything. All nodding out." <laughs> <laughs> You're awesome when you get fucked up because you would, <laughs> dude. I'll never forget. Like you would call me. You yeah. one time I was at work. I was working at Questa, and you called me up and you were fuck. We were just shooting the shit, but you were loaded. I mean, this yeah. was, this was definitely like heroin days. But, yeah, uh, dude, like uh, you were so fucked up. You were like singing like some '80s song. <laughs> Yes. You didn't even really, like, I don't even think you remembered you were on the phone with me. 
I don't. I don't. You know, it's all fucking smack back. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> fuck, dude. Uh, yeah, those road trips, though, like, we would, it was you, me, Chris. Yeah. And, sure. J- and JP. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, usually, like, each one of us had a, a role we played. Like, I had the car. You had a Some- shit. Sometimes I had the car. All right. Yeah, I usually just had the money. <laughs> yeah, usually you had the money. I had the car. Chris had the connection, and JP was just the mooch. He was always the mooch. JP was always the mooch. That was always his role. And then, yep. uh, fucking, um, we, dude, that was, how far of a drive was that, though, dude? From LA, you'd go down the five and you cross over on freaking the 58. But, yeah. dude, just get out there from freaking Santa Margarita was freaking, it was like an, from Santa Margarita, it was like an hour, hour and a half drive, you know? Yeah, but from Central Coast, how far of a drive was it? Probably like two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, and then it it, it was like, I don't even know where it it, dro- it landed us, like, to, you know? Like, we would, yeah. uh... Take the 58 out into Santa Margarita and just fucking... Yeah, it was like on the middle of nowhere, and the fucking, there was that one straightaway where it's like, it goes straight... But the road goes like up and down. Yeah. And we would hit that road going like fucking yeah. 100, 100, 120. How we you want, you want to get there as fast as possible, dude. Yeah. But no, we were doing it just to be little dickheads and we fucking, uh, we'd go so fast. Well, I, I don't know how we didn't die. Like, I know. Especially <laughs> back, dude. Like, by the, when we go start coming back, like, you'd do some, I'd do some. And freaking everybody be all freaking happy and stuff, and then you start nodding out if you're driving. <laughs> well, what had happened was they, they had the they he would give us he would sell us the 80s, but then he started selling us liquid oxy. I remember that. And uh, they, you could they shoot it. Way yeah, it, didn't it taste kind of like have like a cherry flavor or something? Yeah, cherry flavor. But I'd I'd shoot it, and I didn't. I'd have to remember. I you remember I'd have like three full rigs sticking out of my arm, and then pushing one after the other. Remember that? Jesus Christ. It wasn't yeah. as. That was fucking insane. Yeah. Oh. Well, and that shit, it was like not like heroin. It was like, it fucking uh, it gave me what I called the eye jumpies. Yeah. It was like double vision. Like I couldn't focus on a street sign because it like my eyes would jump around and I fucking could barely drive. Yeah. How the fuck? Yeah, I still have photos. Like, remember we all got back to like Chris's house. Oh, we were like. I remember those photos. Yeah, I still have them. They're still up on Facebook. That's awesome, dude. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. You put them up on Facebook, and that's when I was just supposed to begin going down. The, I remember Dana found out about it from fucking Facebook, dude. Oh no! Posted them, and you fucking got me in all kinds of hell. I didn't give a fuck, but I, you didn't, you know, I was like, who cares? Dude? I swear I didn't go out there. But of course, we were just fucking loaded. But whatever. Oh, so loaded. We spent thousands of dollars on OxyContin. Oh, yeah. But see, I, I, it took me the longest time to make this transition to fucking heroin, but... Oh, yeah. But then when we did, we were like, what were we doing, doing Oxy? Like, fuck that. Well, they were good. They are fun, you know, but... Yeah. So, I don't know. But they were just expensive. Super expensive. I remember, remember Miguel or Mikhail? Oh, Mikhail. Yeah, he would sell them here in Slow. 
Yeah, it's so slow, dude. I remember that. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him. He got he got strung out too, and then left town. But he strung out and failed. He yeah, fucking. Him. I remember because every Christmas around every Christmas holiday, I'd buy a few, and then right before like Christmas Day, I'd wake up and be like, "All right, it's Christmas," and then I'd yeah. fucking. Uh, I'd fucking do some and I'd be so fucked up for Christmas. Like, but I was like <laughs> thinking I could keep it together. You know? No, no, no. He used to smoke them though. What a waste. Yeah. I smoked him a couple times, but I, did I, too, but it I really just snorted him. I know you did. I remember once we were at your fucking house and we each, we like, we scored and, uh, the one out in slow or my parents' house. Remember we, my house we scored out in somewhere. I think off my kale and we got, went back to your house and each one of us had to, go into the bathroom and pretend uh-huh. like we were taking a piss, but we were really like <laughs> fucking racking them up. <laughs> we we're like barking. Remember my house that I had right by the airport in San Luis Obispo? Uh, oh, yeah. That was the first time you slammed dope. Hold on. That was out there. Um, no, that fucking house was sick because, uh, it was super sick. Yeah. Like you, that was like, a, it was a shaped all weird and you had to go up a ladder to get to your mm-hmm. bed. Yeah. That was dope. I remember Jeremy God, mooched God. off that house too. He freaking lived out there with me for like two months. Oh yeah. Jeremy mooched off fucking everybody, dude. He mooched off you. He mooched off me. He talked to everybody. Yeah. A little mooch fucker. Yeah, dude. And fucking Donnie was like. He was just such a fucking character, though, you know? Yeah. Oh, I was remember, like, one of the last times I saw him, I was driving through uh, Grover, and I was like, is that Donnie? And I saw him walking, and he was all uh, smacked back, but he was all spun <laughs> out, too. And he uh-huh. fucking was on the run, and he found, uh, you know those fucking toy uh, fake mustaches you buy for kids? Like, uh-huh. fake pressing hips wearing one of those to, like, try and hide his identity? <laughs> I picked him up and I was like, "What's up, bro?" And he's like, "Dude, I'm hiding out." And he <laughs> he had like a handlebar mustache, a fake <laughs> toy one. He should have taped one of those combs on his instead, you know? <laughs> like oh yeah, the comb. That'd be awesome. Oh, it's so funny, dude. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, no, um, fuck. Like, I remember yeah, the Hollywood days were a fucking trip, dude. I was like, remember we all like. Dude, I was like just chilling most of the time. I was going to M- Musicians Institute and just chilling. And then I stayed uh, at your house once. That's when you got fucking got ball cancer. Remember the walk we did? We're the, we're going to rehab to meet Dana and a bunch of her friends, and we like walked the wrong way. And you're like, "Oh, my ball set hurts so bad." And well, I, yeah, like, it was like three times the size of the other one, dude. I know you, it was all swollen up, and I was like, "Dude, we guys, we're almost there. We're almost there." Yeah, and, and we, we were walking like way. fucking twelve blocks in the wrong direction. Yeah, that sucked. That sucked, and yeah, I didn't I know it was. Felt, ball I always cancer. felt bad, like I fucking thought I gave you ball cancer because it made you walk too far. Well, no, I already, it was already fucked. I know it was already there, but I like inflamed it. <laughs> I I, uh, I didn't even know that it was ball cancer. I know you didn't. You thought it was like a tumor or something. Yeah, or something. Like we didn't. I didn't. No idea. It was fucked up. Yeah. I mean, I got really lucky. Yeah, I fucking caught that early, and they fucking uh, yeah, they just cut it out. But uh, yeah, those are scary times. And you know what? They were fucking after surgery. They were throwing liquid uh, dilated in my IV. Oh, yes. Yeah, I was getting so fucked up, dude. It was so gnarly. Awesome. But then, yeah, like, you had to go to rehab. I was, like, court-ordered or something, right? 
I had to go to, I went to rehab. Well, no, what happened was I already got, you know, I got busted a bunch of times. So I went and then they let me out. Second, my second felony, they let me out for fucking Prop 36. So, of course, I fucked it off, you know? Yeah. And then I went back to jail and they came and got me, you know? And I fucking got, they, and they wanted to freaking order me Prop 36 again. And I was like, uh, no. Like I told, I, it was outpatient Prop 36 in Santa, Santa Barbara already had me on Prop 36, but I knew, I, would, I said, it was between Santa Barbara County and San Luis County, so I was, they finally extradited me to San Luis County, and then San Luis County wanted to let me out on Prop 36, and I said, no, I don't, I'm not taking that. I want to go to rehab. Yeah. No? Yeah. And then and this lawyer came in, he's like super mad at my dad, because my dad called him just to get a consultation. So he took it as that, oh, my dad was going to hire him. But yeah. Man, but he tried to charge my dad like fucking 10 to 12 grand or something. My dad's like, fuck that. I know a lawyer. I'll just get him. And he didn't know that at the time. So I first met up with him. And I told him, I was like, dude, he's like, yeah, your dad sent me. He's going to hire me. Uh, he's like, well, I can get you out. But and I was like, no, I don't want to get out. I want to get, I'm, I want to go straight to rehab. He's yeah. like, well, that might a little bit and I was like that's okay because if I get out I'm just gonna fuck up again and I had prison time hanging over my head if I would have fucked up again they would have put me sent me to prison three years I was like fuck that I don't want to fuck up again so I went and fucking waited and then the next time I came to court this look on the lawyer's face was he's like your dad's a fucking asshole he's not gonna hire you he doesn't care about you I was like hey Check this out, dude. I don't care what you say about me, but right now you're talking about my father, and I don't fucking give a fuck. Yeah. I fucking, I will break your fucking face right now, dude. Don't ever <laughs> fucking talk about my dad like that. Yeah. He's like, and then he stapled away. He's like, are you threatening? I was like, you fuck yeah. You're talking about my dad. He's like, man, you got some balls to say something like that in court. Because I, he, the plaintiff heard me, the fucking cop in there, he heard me, and he stepped over to intervene. I even told the guy, the sheriff, I was like, dude, you heard what he fucking said. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Like, you know what? I like you. I like you. I'm going to fuck you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take your case. And I'm going to fucking take it for free. So he did it pro bono. What? He ended up, he, yeah, he ended up fucking. He was like one of Murphy. He was one of the most expensive lawyers in San Luis. And he's like, I'll take it. And I was like, right on. Okay, cool, whatever. And then he's like, I'll be back in a couple weeks with hopefully a rehab for you. Well, anyways... Every time he come back to court, he'd be like, "Oh, you found a rehab yet?" And I was like, "No, dude, I'm in jail. I, who am I? How am I supposed to call rehabs? I yeah. can't." So it took him four fucking months, or no, three months. I did a month in Santa Barbara and then three months in San Luis County. Fuck. So three months, three months of me waiting when I could have gotten out on an outpatient Prop 36. It took him three months to get me in that rehab downtown L.A. Jesus. And fucking finally, the last time, I was ready to bail out because I had a bail. I yeah. was ready to bail out and wait out, you know? Yeah. But it's a thing I didn't because I would end up fucking up, you know? So I fucking finally, the last time I went to court, not the time, yeah, it was the last time? No, it was the last time I went to court. Um, he, had, he walked in with a smile on his face. He was like, thumbs up. He's like, all right. I found your rehab down in freaking LA County, blah, blah, blah. You're going to have to be there tomorrow by 1 PM. I was like, all right, well, cool. He's like, but I can only make it. So for you to go to rehab, your parents have to, yeah, I'm going to give, 
the judge is going to let you be in the custody of your parents until you go to rehab. And I was like, and that's weird. So I was like 23 or 24 or something. Yeah. So that never happens. You know, I was like, all right, right on. And then he's like, you're going to have to wait around though. I'm not going to be here for the sentencing, but you'll have to wait around. I waited at the court till like, I didn't go to court, finish court that day. It's like four o'clock. I thought I was going to have to come back the next day, but this other weird lawyer came in. He's like, you're doing this for Murphy. And then the judge like told me what was up. He told me I was getting out and that I'll never forget that feeling in my stomach, you know, like after doing four months in jail, I was like, Oh, fucking finally, you know? Yes. Yeah. And I went, I, they sentenced me to that rehab, you know, six months rehab and, and fucking, um, he said like, Murphy said, if I finish the rehab, he'd like get my freaking charge felony dropped to a misdemeanor, you know? Yeah. As long as I did good and get me off probation and shit, which freaking was cool. But so I went back from the courthouse, I went back to jail, and I freaking, and all the guard, the guards actually were cool with me, dude, because I, I was super mellow in jail. I was there for long enough. And then as soon as I walked back to, to my, you know, to my dorm in jail, guard was like one of the cooler guards uh-huh. he's like sometimes like give me an extra tray of food or something you know because i'd always be cleaning up because i get so bored i'd always do the cleanup yeah you know like dinner and shit yeah. one time I went out to his desk and he gave me like fucking half his cheeseburger <laughs> <laughs> fucking rare that is yeah Super and fr- he, he freaking um he's putting me into the freaking dorm and he's like freaking get a hold of your parents dude so you can freaking get out of here i, I heard that you're getting out i'm so stoked for you and uh, i couldn't get a hold of anybody my dad had just gotten back from a job like my mom i couldn't get a hold of anybody you know they knew i'd court that day but like they didn't really know like they yeah. just you know they didn't they didn't go they didn't know my court dates because we didn't talk every day they were always in mexico or something so i was yeah. like oh, get a hold of someone i couldn't get a hold of anybody and it was getting late and if i didn't get out like at a like by like nine o'clock they'd have to keep me in overnight and then I, they already had to pick me up in the morning that's because the only way was they had to release me into my parents custody yeah like dude i can't get a hold of them and that's back in the day where you couldn't call a cell phone from the, j- the jail phones you could only call it landlines you know oh fuck i was looking for my freaking dad and i freaking went up and the guard came in it was like six o'clock he's like I, I we haven't heard anything Has, are your parents coming is someone coming to get you i was like dude I, I can't call a cell phone he's like and he's like took me he's like come out here he's like i can fucking get fired over this but give me the number i was like i'll give you my mom and my dad's number i did he fucking called my mom and or my dad for for me dude it was super cool and he did he got a hold of my dad and my dad was like got a hold of my mom and they came and got me like right she finally got there he explained to my dad like hey tell her she has to be here before nine otherwise he can't get out so my dad like find my mom she had been drinking like i'm like fuck i was like so scared you know like i wasn't gonna get out i wasn't because it was my one chance to go to rehab you know yeah and i freaking finally they called me in and he's like get the fuck out of here he's like get the fuck up here you're out of here I was like, oh, cool. He's like, oh, you thought you were going home. No, you're going to the hole. That's fucking with me. And everybody started laughing. So they take me to dress out. And I freaking finally dressed out. And I, like, put my shoes on. And they, like, felt super weird, you know, because you wear sandals in jail. So they, like, yeah. my just felt weird. My clothes felt weird. Just, like, because you're so used to that shitty-ass clothes they have. Yeah, it sucks. And fucking, 
I go up and I see my mom and she's like talking with the sheriff at the, at the front desk and, she, and I can tell she's drunk. And I'm like, no, dude, my brother was there and my aunt was there, dude. And I had just done four months. So finally they let me out and I had an ingrown toenail. I remember that when I was getting out, I had an ingrown toenail and I freaking walk out and my aunt comes to give me a hug and steps on my freaking toe, dude. Oh, was, fuck. I'll never forget. It hurt so bad. And then my mom gave me a hug and I gave my brother a hug and I, we go out to the car and I was in for four months. When I got locked up, I had one cigarette on me mm-hmm. and they, they let me keep that cigarette all four months. And I was like, I smoked that cigarette right when I got out Yeah. and I got in the car and my brother, luckily my brother was driving. I think one of his friends were in the car too. So there's five of us in my mom's little Prius and I'm freaking and my mom like hands me a beer in plain sight. And I'm not allowed to drink or do nothing, you know? Yeah. I'm like, do you have an open container in the jailhouse parking lot? What did you want me to go back to jail? I was so fucking pissed. I remember that. that. I was like, put that shit away, dude. And I fucking like my brother was driving and I, he was like going sixty six miles an hour on the freeway. I was like, Chris, don't speed. I was so paranoid. You know? <laughs> like, and then finally we get to the house and I have this chick Libby freaking come pick me up and take me out to the bar <laughs> and that's when i was still kind of talking to melissa a little bit not oh much. yeah and fucking she was like hitting me up and libby i thought for sure i was gonna get laid by libby because i'd already just done four months dude yeah and fucking that bitch fucking took me out to the bar i had her back at my parents like i was going the next day to rehab telling her all this shit and she fucking stiffed me dude she didn't even fuck me i was so pissed dude. she gave you blue balls yeah, I, was, I fucked her so many times before. I go to jail and she fucking, I think she just did the fuck me. So I could have blown Melissa or fucking these other chicks I met at the bar. I was like, this is bullshit. That is bullshit. It's total fucking bullshit. I was pissed. And so I wake up next morning and me and my dad get in the car. He puts a surfboard on the car and we drive down to LA and fucking, um, and finally we pull up at the freaking Harbor Light Center. Right? Remember that? The fucking Harbor Light Center. Right on Skid Row. Ugh. And he fucking, we, I, we get out. He gives me a hell. He's like, all right, welcome to your new home. See ya. And he just took off. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> he was probably wanting to get the fuck out of there. He was kind of, he was, he was glad that I was finally out of jail, but he was still pissed off at me, you know? Yeah. And the freaking... I walk in and I was like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here by one. And they're like, all right, well, we'll let you know. It could be a couple hours before you get in. I was like, all right. I was like well, I'm going to go walk around. And the guy was like, no, you probably shouldn't. And I was like, I did it anyway. I didn't go fuck. Yeah. You know, and finally I got in, started rehab. And then the first 30 days, I wasn't able to go outside or anything, you know? Yeah, without blackout. Or whatever. Yeah. But not even 30 days. It's called the primary tank. So, so the first room you're in is like an eight-man room. It's like a detox room. And I, but I told him, I was like, I'm not going to detox. I just got out of jail for four months. I've been clean for four months, you know? Yeah. And then the next room was a two or a four-man room. Mm-hmm. With my, and then it was a two-man room in that. But I usually are supposed to do 30 days before you can get a job and like go outside and stuff. Yeah. I only had to do 20 because I made friends with the counselors. And they were like, oh, dude, you're good. Like I got out to the next le- the next floor, it was called like Annex B or something. I got up and fucking I made friends. I found the best fucking the best job was being a a chapel Benny, which I had to work in the chapel, but it has like the least amount of hours and they're real flexible. Yeah. So I 
and I would always freaking cover for the other guys that worked there and freaking so I could have the weekends off and then I'd have I could once I could leave I could leave at seven in the morning and not have to come back at ten o'clock at night you remember that yep. yeah yeah but all I could think about was fucking getting pussy <laughs> and the first chick I blown when I once when, when I was in rehab was fucking Dana I think she was the first one crazy I know I yeah it was gnarly. <laughs> Um. Yeah, she she was a trip, dude. She was she like, was a psycho. She was a little psycho, yeah. But I was also fucking. I. It's me, you know me, dude. I'm fucking. <laughs> you can't. She was trying to control me, and like I remember, doing, we'd have we go to like NA parties, and I'd be like freaking strippers there and shit. And she'd like show up and get in the car, we're out of here, and I'm like, fuck. All right, she'd go home and I'd fuck her, but whatever. Yeah. Still, she did it. And freaking, yeah. And then her best friend, Brittany, wanted to fuck me. And then, like, now it's funny as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I remember you would come over on the weekends and we'd chill in Hollywood and stuff. And I, I remember the first time you were we were walking around Hollywood Boulevard and there was just all these chicks that were like out clubbing and stuff. And they were dressed all nice, you know? And all you would do is just walk <laughs> around and be like, you'd be like, you'd be like, you you chicks are shot out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, call them tranny. I'm like, you're a fucking tranny. <laughs> <laughs> you call them trannies. And that's where we felt, we, we, we made up the word shot out. We just tell chicks that you're, you're shot out. <laughs> yeah, and they get, remember the looks? I remember the looks on their face. Like, they're super sad. They were devastated, yeah. Cause they go, oh, these guys are kind of cute, and they're like, you're fucking shot out. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny, dude. Because I was completely sober, too. You know, like nothing. Well, when we're sober, we're pretty ruthless. Like I know, I don't give a fuck. No, we don't <laughs> give any fucks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those chicks hated us. I love these guys are kind of hot. You're fucking shot out, bitch. <laughs> And then, yeah, I remember that one day, yeah, tell that story when you left, you left, and then, uh, you fucking... <laughs> oh, the, oh, okay, yeah, I was, well, I, I had to be back to rehab by 10 o'clock, you know, so I left, yeah. I think it was like a Saturday or something, I had to work on Sunday morning, so it was a Saturday, and I came over, like, first, as soon as I could leave out the door, I left, and I came over to hang out you, you know, I think, and I forgot what we were doing, I think we were just hanging out, you know, I I think we just go get some food and stuff because I didn't really have a lot of money, but you were like, you knew that I was in rehab, so you'd always like take me out to eat and stuff, you know. Yeah. And freaking, so we just hung out all day, and I almost actually was late because we were having such a good time. And I remember I forgot what time it was, and you were like, "Oh fuck, dude, it's fucking nine o'clock. I need to be back to rehab." I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I fucking had to, we had to run to the freaking red line and get me on. It was only like a twenty minute drive from the red on the red line, yeah. you know. But I fucking, I get the person square at like, freaking, what time was it? Like 9.45 or oh. something. Like a 15-minute walk to freaking my front door in rehab. And I was like, okay. So I get out of Persian Square, and it's dark. And I'm walking down, down on Skid Row, you know, a couple blocks from downtown. And this fucking big old freaking tatted-out Mexican dude's like, fucking, fucking, come here, dude. I gotta ask you something. Come here. I was like, hey, what's up? I was like always friendly with people. You know, I wasn't scared. And I was, he's like, yeah, just come over here. We're like, maybe, I don't know, 
10 or like 20 yards from each other, maybe 15 yards from each other. Yeah. Whoever, I need to talk to you, bro. And then I, I and I was like, what's up? And I was like, stopped and turned around. And then this chick was like, fucking run. And he's like, no, bro, you don't need to run. Fucking trying to be nice. She's like, no, I'm serious. Fucking run right now. And I fucking started as soon as I saw how serious she was and the look in her face, I just took off running as fast as I possibly could. Like I was scared. The next thing you know, as soon Were they as chasing you, he, yeah, as soon as I, she, he could, she told me to run. And I saw that look in his eyes change from like, kind of cool to like, Oh, I'm going to get this motherfucker. You know? Yeah. I fucking took off and I turned around. He's like right behind me for a bigger dude. He was pretty fast, you know, Damn. but I was, I was faster because I was super scared and yeah. I ran like freaking eight blocks to my freaking rehab. And he was behind me the whole time. And I freaking run as fast as I can run, run. And I fucking finally get to my rehab and I turn in the door and there's like bulletproof glass in front of the, the office guy. And I knew the guy. Yeah. He sees, and he's like trying to fuck with me. I was like, Dude, let me in. Someone's trying to fuck me up right now. I didn't do anything. He's just chasing me. And he actually like saw the guy, so he buzzed me in and I went in and like like closed the door real quick. And the Ulysses grabbed his club just in case the guy came in because they always had like this little mini baseball bat club thing. Yeah. And he like the guy didn't come in the rehab though. Like he just was staring, just his look like he was gonna kill me in his eyes, you know. I don't know what he wanted with me though. I don't know why he chased me. Didn't you that know? chick say she like say, "Oh yeah, you just got oh out yeah, of prison. Just, yeah, that's right, that's right." She's like, "Yeah, he just got out of prison. Fucking run!" And that's when I fucking ran. That was gnarly. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know who it was. Maybe he just didn't like me. Well, he probably wanted to fucking think. He probably thought you had money or something. Yeah, but I, jokes on him. I didn't have shit. <laughs> <laughs> dude, fucking Skid Row's fucked up in L.A., dude. Oh, dude, I fucking when I was walking, I was going to a meeting. Cause I got, I had it figured out, you know, like I fucking, I needed certain me- amount of out, outdoor meetings, you know, a week, yeah. you know, so I'd, I'd find the meetings that you could just go to for like 10 minutes and they'd sign your card and you could bail yeah. and the meetings that I liked, you know, that would fucking, I'd actually stay at, you know, and like talk to people. It was mostly all about girls, you know? Yeah. I was going to this meeting. It was like by the basketball courts on, on, uh, by my rehab. I remember it was daytime and I was walking back with my buddy Ulysses and another dude and I'm walking and I see this fucking older dude with a beard laid out on the ground, dude, and fucking a needle sticking out of his arm. He's like blue almost, you know, almost, but I was like, Oh no, they're like, just leave him there. I was like, dude, he's going to fucking die, dude. I can't just leave him there. So I walked over to him and pulled the needle out of his arm. I don't want him to get arrested either. And I freaking pulled the needle out of his arm and I fucking started shaking him and he fucking woke up. He's like, fuck you, what are you fucking trying to do? I was like, whoa, dude, I just, I thought you were almost dead, dude. What the fuck? He's like, you better not fucking tell the difference between nodding out and dead, dick. I was like, whoa, dude, you fucking asshole. What the fuck? Stupid, don't sleep, lay on the sidewalk where any cop can just arrest your ass. I was like, you fucking idiot. You passed out with a needle in your fucking arm, moron. <laughs> That's fucking, yeah, dude. I the I don't know how you fucking lived there, dude. That place was rough as fuck, dude. Fuck yeah, it was. Well, my rehab was right there. The first thing that happened as soon as I like tried to check in and I walked back out, 
this dude's like, what, rides up to me on a bike, and he's like, anything you want, bro, and, like, shows me bags of dope and, like, crack and meth, and I was like, I got everything you need, what do you need? And I was like, oh, I don't need any of it, dude, because if I already used it, I would have got kicked out, you know? Yeah. There were people using in there. Did I tell you about the time I fucking, my, my roommate was fucking smoking heroin in, in our room in rehab? No. I didn't tell you about that? No. Oh, dude. Okay, so this dude, his name was... He was, he is Armenian. Uh-huh. The weirdest name ever. So, and he fucking, we were kind of friends though. He's kind of my height, you know, he had the gnarliest unibrow you've ever seen. Like he didn't believe in freaking <laughs> shaving his, or plucking his eyebrows. And, and he freaking, it was thick. It was like a full bar across his freaking full forehead, dude. And I oh even, I had, I tried to have a talk with him about like, Hey dude, fucking just pick it. You'll look a lot better, dude. And he was like, no, 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 I don't need to. And I remember one time he, we were walking down. We'd have to walk by the girls' rehab that was across the street, and there were a couple of them, like a couple of the hotter ones, were walking behind us. And I always freaking didn't really pay much attention to him unless I, this this one that was super hot that I freaking made out with, but I, she turned psycho, so I had to ditch her. But yeah, um, fucking, they're like to hag up. They're like, oh, you're hot, blah blah blah, but you should do something about your eyebrows. And I was like. Turn around, I was like, fuck you bitches, dude. Who the fuck are you? You should do, do something about your fucking dirty, blown out fucking snatch. <laughs> I'm fucking bitches. I was like, fuck you. Let's get out of here, hag up. So we were, we were friends, though, you know? Yeah. Fucking, he kept wanting to get, he was fucking bad, though. Like, he didn't have it, like, three years hanging over his head like I did. So yeah. he's like, he comes up to me one day, and we're in the, like, I'm it's I'm still inside like 15 days I just got in you know and he fucking comes up to me and he brought me he's like dude check out these like what I got my buddy just passed me on through the fence you know yeah. and they're the fucking oxy footballs you know the, the ones that you couldn't you couldn't slam but you could snort them yeah and I was like what what's that he's like they're oxy bro you want some and I was like Oh, it was so bad. I, I didn't, I fucking wanted some so bad, but I was like, no, nah, bro, I'm good, I'm good. So he went and did some, but, and he comes back to the TV room, and he's like sitting there nodding out. I'm like, dude, you need to pull it together. Just go to bed, bro, just go to bed. So I kind of covered for him. Yeah. But we were still friends, and he didn't get kicked out for it because he didn't get tested soon enough, you know? He yeah, got tested yeah. like two days later, and it was gone, you know? He like, yeah, didn't have a talk. He didn't have a buildup in his system. Yeah. So I, I fucking, we became freaking, we finally got job. I got him a job in the chapel with me, you know, and we, he, they fucking put us in the same room. So we were roommates. We were super freaking tight, you know, yeah. we'd always yeah. like freaking help each other dress so we could go out and like find chicks and shit. And it was super fun, you know, like for a little bit, but then he kept talking about, dude, I can get fucking some, I can get some heroin, dude. And I was like, dude, I, I don't want none of that. You know, like, I seriously have to stay clean. Please don't, please don't bring that stuff in this room. Like, that's bad, bro. That's bad for me because I'll do it. I'll fucking do it if you fucking come. Like, if you bring it, if you bring it here, I'm going to fucking do it. That's my fucking weakness, you know. It's hard enough for me to not do the oxys, you know. So one day I'm walking back from the TV room downstairs. I fucking go over my door and I just smell it, dude. I smell fucking heroin in my room. And it's a small ass room with two little fucking beds in it. You know, it's a super small room. Yeah. And I walk in, I close the door real quick, and I'm like, dude, what are you fucking hotboxing our room in? He's like, no, dude. I was like, well, it fucking smells like dope, bro. Like, 
I, I was like, I fucking told you not to bring that shit in there here. I was like, you're fucking, I'm fucking pissed right now. Yeah. But this is my, I was, had, now I've been at rehab for like a month and a half, almost two months. So we know each other a little better. But yeah. He knew I was serious. Like, don't bring it in. And then he's like, dude, I got these fucking, I got these needles, bro. I got, I got these needles. Fucking, I've never shot up before. Will you hit me? And I was like, no, fuck no, I won't hit you, dude. Yeah. Fuck, I'm fucking pissed off at you right now, dude. Fuck, get that shit out of here, bro. He's like, dude, just fucking hit me. And then he starts, like, trying to do it. Like, fucking starts stabbing himself and bleeding all fucking. I was like, oh, dude, God. stop, stop, stop. No, dude, if you're going to fucking, you're going to kill yourself, dude. And I was like, fine. So I did. I actually hit him. Oh. He's like, dude, and I was pissed, though, dude. I was yeah. like, but what am I supposed to do? You know, like, yeah, he's stabbing himself. Yeah, I'm like, he, he doesn't know what to do. I was like, dude, he's like, do you want some? I was like, no, I told you. I was like, I told you not to fucking bring this. But I really, really, really wanted some bad, you know. Yeah. But I was like, I, I, but I held like fucking the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. And I left yeah. the room, but it was almost lockdown time too, so I left the room, but went back to the TV room, and I, but I told one of my buddy Sean. Mm-hmm. He's he's a little bit older than me, but he's one of the few white dudes there. And I talked to him about anything, and I was like, "Dude, I had to tell somebody something, you know." Like I didn't yeah. tell, I was I wasn't trying to get anybody in trouble. I was like, "Dude, this is just what happened, bro. Like this is fucked." And I told him the story I just told you, even about me hitting him and everything. He's like, "Dude, what the fuck are you thinking? Holy a trigger! Like what? You're fucking. You're not even real sleeping. I was like, I'm more mad than anything. I'll be fine. Yeah. He's like, if I fucking see you in the morning, you're any different. I'm gonna fucking. I'm gonna tell someone, and you're gonna get kicked out of this place. So I was like, I made. I didn't do anything. So I wake up in the morning, and freaking Hagops in there. You know, he's like, oh yeah, I'll be right down. I wake up in the morning. We go to our morning meeting. Go back up. And I think I was going to take a shower or something. Oh no, this is before a morning meeting. So I fucking wake up, I go take a shower, I come back to the room, and it smells like fucking heroin smoke again, dude. Again, and I'm like, fucking dude, what the fuck, bro? He's like, oh, this is the rest of it, I swear, bro, this is the rest of it. I was like, I don't give a fuck, dude. Fuck you, motherfucker. You're fucking, you want me to go to fucking prison for three years, don't you? (laughs) I'm fucking pissed off, dude. Fuck you, motherfucker. I was like, you're a bitch. Fuck you. And I stormed out. And fucking, I was coming down in the morning meeting. You know, I, I was always super happy, you know, like just a super nice talking to the guy. I talked to everybody. Yeah. And fucking, my buddy Sean comes up. He's, oh, what's up, Josh? And he comes and sits next to me. And I didn't even say anything. He's like, Oh, what's wrong, dude? Come on. He's trying to make me laugh. He's like, This isn't you. What's fucking, what are you? He's like, Tell me what's up. I was like, I ain't saying shit, dude. Fucking leave me alone. He's like, It's fucking happened again, didn't it? He's like, could you fucking do anything? I was like, you would. I was like, fuck you. You'd know if I did some. Yeah. Like, well, I can tell you're not loaded, but fuck that shit. Fuck, where is he? And I was like, I don't know. He's late. And he's like, fuck that. I'm fucking telling your counselor. I was like, don't fucking do that, dude. That's fucking bullshit. Like, that's my. If I'm gonna do that, that's my decision. But I ain't a fucking rat. But yeah. he's like, he's putting your recovery and your fucking life, your freedom on the line, bro. Like, what the fuck? And I fucking, I was like, just don't say anything. I'll take care of it, dude. But I didn't even know what I was going to do. So what happened was he fucking, he, we were doing our meeting and at the end they have questions. So he stood up. He's like, and now Haggup was there. He's like, so 
he asked my counselor, he's like, hey, I got a question for you, Snoop. His, his name, I forgot our counselor's name. We just called him Snoop Dogg because he looked exactly like Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he's like, I got a question for you. He's like, say, my roommate, this is just hypothetical. My roommate, I walk in my room and it smells like fucking heroin smoke. I don't want to I don't want to fucking rat on him, but I don't want him doing it in the room anymore either. So what do I do about this situation? And he's like, if you're fucking... And then the, the counselor is super cool. He really liked me. And he's like, I'm talking to this. I'm just fucking, this is all hypothetical. But he could like tell, like Snoop is looking around. He like sees me. Like Sean kind of gives him like the eyebrow lift that it was me. And like, he's like, yeah. And then he's like, well, you need to talk to the counselor. I don't care. It's not being a rat if you're trying to save your life, you know? just by freaking being in recovery and someone putting that shit in your fucking, it's like a loaded gun, you know? If I would have used that, I would have fucking been fucked. Yeah. So, fucking, the meeting adjourns, and then freaking, Sean's like, dude, you either fucking tell him or I will. Like, that's fucking bullshit. You're too good of a dude to fucking be dealing with that shit. Next thing you know, freaking, uh, Snoop, the fucking counselor, figured it out, and he knocks on my door. Talk to you. And Hackop wasn't in there. He's like, hey, so I noticed, you know, everything going good with you? Like, freaking, what's going on, man? You seem a little down today. And I was like, fuck, honestly, I, I really can't say anything. He's like, he's like, stop right there. Fuck that. Tell me what the fuck's going on, Josh. I know there's something wrong. I was like, all right, honestly, I'm going to be perfectly honest. I walked into my room the other day. Smell like fucking heroin smoke. He's like, that's all you had to say. I was like, and he makes a phone call. He's like, this is probably the afternoon. He tells front desk. As soon as Hagop comes in, stop and take him, take him to the primary. He needs to take a drug test. I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. Okay, whatever. So then I didn't see him all day. You know, he was fucking, I had to work for him that day too because he was like late for work and like he was blowing it anyways. Yeah. I fucking, and I'm fucking sleeping. It's like 11, 12 o'clock at night. And I get this knock on my door. Like, fuck that. And it was this dude George. He worked at the front desk. He's like, "I need to take you down to primary." I was like, "What are you talking about?" That's the. I was like, "For what?" He's like, "No, quit. Just come with me." And then he's we get in the. I was like, "All right, whatever." And we get in the elevator. He's like, "Hey, well, is there anything you need to tell me before this happens?" I was like, well, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You can tell me, dude. You all that'll happen is if you tell me right now." I'll put in a good word and you'll just go back to primary. We'll just have to start all over again. I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Because he, he thought that I had used, I just, he thought that I told on Hag up so I could save my own ass, you know, which yeah. I did, you know. So I freaking get in the primary and freaking Hag up's fucking in there, still waiting to pee. He kept telling them that he couldn't pee, he couldn't pee, but they weren't going to let him leave, you know, until he took a piss. And I walk in the primary, and I knew the two guys, the counselors, and they liked me. But they're like, hey, what's up? Here. All right, so I'm supposed to say my name. Well, <laughs> whatever. I can cut uh, it out. Yeah, better. No, <laughs> uh, like, hey, what's up? Uh, here, can you take a piss in this cup for us? And I was like, actually surprised. And I looked at George, the guy that came and got me. I was like, really, dude? Seriously? I was like, fuck, did you want to watch me? I was like, come on, let's go. And they're like, no, no, we trust you. So I walked in, and Hagop had been in there for freaking, like, fucking, like, six hours trying to take, them trying to get him to take a piss, and he wouldn't, you know? Yeah. So I walked in, and he didn't know that I said anything. Like, 
I looked at him, and before I took a piss, I was like, what are you doing in here? He's like, I don't know. What are you doing? I was like, oh, fuck, I don't know. I'm going to go take a piss in this cup because I know I'm clean. I kind of gave him this look and, like, shook my head. Yeah. And he was, he's like, yeah, I know I'm clean, too. I was like, oh, perfect. Well, you shouldn't have a problem pissing in the cup then. So I went in the bathroom and pissed in the cup and I handed it back to him. I was like, is that enough? It was, like, overflowing. So, like, the next person that touched it was going to get pissed all over him. <laughs> And freaking, they tested it right there, and they're like, all right, yeah, you're clear to go. And I was like, hey, George, don't you have fucking something to say to me for freaking accusing me back there? He's like, well, what do you mean? I was like, you're pretty much fucking, you're so convinced that I was fucking doing fucking dope. That's bullshit, dude. Thanks for that fucking support on recovery. You're supposed to be a counselor. I fucking went off on him. He's like, oh, dude, I'm sorry, bro. Blah blah blah. I just figured one of your guys, one of your roommates was doing it. The other one was, you know. I was like, no, that ain't me, bro. I was like, you know me better than that. So I went back to my room. Hagop stayed down in primary. And finally, probably finally tested. I think he just walked out. Yeah. And I freaking saw him next day pulling up in his car. I guess he went back to his parents or something. Or two days later. And he told this dude, Juan, he was another worker. He was on my floor. I was friends with him. He was he used to deal dope, you know? Yeah. And But he was cool now. He was dating one of the chicks from across the street, which you're not supposed to. And freaking, he said, Juan told me he saw Hag up too. And he's like, yeah, fucking Hag up said he's going to fucking, you're a fucking rat and this and that and blah. He's like, did you tell him? And I was like, no, I didn't see shit. I was like, and then fucking tell him if he wants, fucking bring it. You don't knock that fucking piece of shit out, you know? Yeah. But he had the balls, and he really got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and, and so I never, after that happened, after he got kicked out, I, I'd never, I've never seen him again since then. But he fucking got fucking, I definitely uh, got his ass fucking kicked out. I didn't get it. He got his own ass kicked out of rehab, but. After that, it was awesome because I got a new roommate. It was Ron. He was an older black dude, and he was he, but he was super cool, you know. Yeah. When Gil butt her when I fucking like talked to freaking chicks on the phone and stuff because I had my cell phone and like it was he was he was pretty mellow, you know. I gave him a couple pairs of shoes that were dirty, and he fucking cleaned them up and liked them. And, yeah. Nice. I used to like different girls every Friday night. At first, like I was stoked on the Friday night meetings because it was the only time you'd see the girls from next door. This one Sonny was super hot. She wanted to fuck me so bad, but I didn't because if I get caught phoning a chick, I get kicked out and I go to prison for three years. No woman's worth that, you know? Yeah. So fucking, I started bringing in different chicks. This one time I walked in with fucking my, with Dana and Brittany. Dylan's ex. Yeah. And I fucking had my arms around both of them, like sat down, and all my buddies were like trying to come up and talk to me and think they're like trying to be cool with me. And then all the girls were like, ah, fucking, fucking Josh thinks he's the shit. He's a fucking asshole. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I'm like, fuck you, bitches, dude. And started just making out with my chick right there. Like, fuck all you bitches, dude. <laughs> He thinks he's the fucking shit. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. I was like, and I walk, you know, when I walked back, because I had to go speak on stage, you know, yeah. just about my little story. And, I, and they're all fucking saying their little comments. And I fucking, I was like, <laughs> they were all pissed off. And I finally did my spiel and I was walking back and like, not under my breath, but I like, they were all pissed off because they wanted to fuck me and they couldn't. And I was like, I was like, as I was walking by, I was like, none of you bitches are worth it. 
and that one sonny that loved me actually did hang out with her once outside of rehab like like when we were not supposed to be hanging out i think i made out with her too she was like wanted to fuck me bad but i didn't i'm glad i didn't but it's like when that happened she kept sending me letters it was getting weird you know so i had dana fucking like come that was one that i had corinne come a couple times and freaking i had these this fucking chick jackie oh she's fucking fine she came and like i just made sure every friday i'd have a different chick you know and then dana when i started making out Next day after that meeting, fucking Sonny went, she went out, you know, and fucking got loaded and fucking got kicked out of rehab. <laughs> it was awesome. Her friends like, fucking, like, they tried to tell the freaking, our, the counselors that I was hooking up with her. I was like, what, well, I didn't fucking, I got a girlfriend. Look, she's way more, she's fucking hot as fuck, you know? Yeah. Got, and even George had, the guy at the front desk had my back. He's like, that's not true i've never seen anybody bring this many hot girls in consistently every weekend and they're always different they're, and they're always fucking hot it seems like every week they get fucking hotter and hotter he's all <laughs> had fully had my back i was like yes dude and he was all amped that's fucking awesome dude that one but <laughs> it was funny dude she went out and fucking got smoke loaded <laughs> and then like two months later she ended up coming back and she hated me now, though, you know, like, fucking hated me. And there's this, like, new batch of kids that came in, like, with my rehab. Yeah. And then one of them, he this ugly, tall, like, tall, dude, not as tall as me, but, like, shaved head, thought he was the shit, like, ugly motherfucker, like, pimples all over his face and shit. He's like, you're John. I was like, who the fuck are you, bro? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm the one that's, I'm with Sonny right now. I was like, well, how do you know about me? What do you talk about me? She, he's like, yeah, she won't shut the fuck up about you. She keeps telling me how much of an asshole you, you are, but I think she likes you. I was like, yeah, I fucking passed that shit up. He's like, why, dude? She's fucking hot. I was like, because no bitch is worth my freedom. You know, fuck that shit. Yeah. Fuck any, I don't care how hot she's fucking like jet black hair, like like kind of white pale skin but she like the beautiful like dark eyes and like nice racket she's super hot dude damn and super long hair dude and i was like damn it i i just i had to pass it up you know? yeah you, know? you gotta do it three years it's like fuck that yeah fuck that i was i had fun in rehab bro you're gonna have a blast it's so much like i had a great time like you get your little things it's just pretty much they give you shit to do to relearn how to live without drugs, you know? Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Like every Friday I'd get my, cause I'd work in the chapel. So you get maxed out, you get paid 20 bucks a week, $20 a week, bro. Jesus. But when you're broke, that's everything. Bucks, that's everything. So what I do, me and my buddy Ulysses is this little fat uh, Mexican pimp with a missing front tooth, and he used to fucking run women in uh, South, or South Central. <laughs> and he, but he was super fucking cool, dude. So we got along. He came in the same day I did. So I'd always get him to go to help him try to lose weight, you know, because he, he has sat behind the front desk, you know, and he just sat there all the time and ate. And I was like, every freaking, I give him an incentive, and I'm like, yeah. We get paid, dude. We'll go for a walk up to the McDonald's downtown. We'll get a freaking burger and a shake or something. And then we'll just go for the longest walk we can, you know? Like, yeah, right on. One time we walked from freaking uh, downtown all the way over to Burbank. 
like took that five. It was a fucking long walk. You know how you can go, you know, over the That's mountains right there. Walk. Fuck, it was so long. I had shorts and flip flops. We climbed. It was super cool. We walked to Dodger Stadium a couple times. Fucking East LA. He, he was his like stomping grounds. I walked through there. Like we used to go north, south, east, or west. Just walk for freaking miles, dude. Miles. One time we walked, went to the Blue Line and went all the way down Long Beach. It was super fun. But yeah, dude, fucking. That's but then, uh, and then we'd always end up. Eat, then that was usually Friday night when the meeting, and we'd go get Starbucks before the meeting. Yeah. And sometimes I'd find a chick, just some random chick off the street, to bring up there. But I, he'd always get mad at me because I'd always have to cut it early because. I'd be like, dude, I gotta meet these chicks at the fucking rehab. He's like, dude, you fucking always just going to hang out with chicks. What the fuck, bro? We gotta kick it. More. I was like, I was like, when you grow a pussy, dude, then I'll fucking hang out. <laughs> <laughs> but I'd always fucking, always fucking have some different chick there. It's fucking awesome. You gotta tell the story about when you saw the alleyway fucking shenanigans, though. Oh no. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, fuck, this is a good story because, okay, so like I said, I was working in the chapel. And this When I was in rehab, dude, after I did, I was ripped when I got out of jail, but I fucking would work out all the time. And so I never had a shirt on when I was outside, you know, yeah. downtown, just always walking around with no shirt on and shorts and flip-flops. So every Friday or Thursday or Friday, <laughs> Friday, if these freaking, um, these freaking chicks this this like bible study group would come in with the pastor these younger girls but this one was fucking 18 her name was i'll never forget her name her name was kamaya dude like kind of a half freaking but not more of the she's more of the white side but like maybe she's half spanish i don't know she was like a gymnast uh-huh and beautiful dude beautiful i'm talking beautiful she was hot and then there's another girl I got to tell you about, too. But some of her friends were hot. And every time I come in, she, like, started talking to me. And she fucking loved me. Because I, I always made sure when they were walking up, I'd be walking up looking good with my shirt off. And, like, and they'd go in the chapel. And I'd run up and change to start work. And, like, come down looking all fresh. And, like, she would always just, instead of sitting through the Bible, she'd just spend the whole time talking to me. And, like, she fucking loved me. Like, fuck. And I kept talking once I got out. You went, but then Dana found out about her and fucking erased her number and like bitched her out. Like, oh my that, god! I never got a fucking packet either. So one time, I, I was working at the freaking chapel. And I'm fucking. You had to go across the street to smoke a cigarette. So right up against the wall, the the freaking chicks rehab. And then I'm fucking. I'm not even looking. I think I was talking to my, like looking at my phone or something. I'm smoking a cigarette. And these chicks were like, "Hey, Josh." I was like, "What the? Who the fuck is that?" I was like, "Who are you?" Because they had like a chain link fence that was covered. And they're like, oh, oh, we know that's you. You're the one that's fucking stuck up. I was like, "Fuck you guys." And they're like, "We don't care about that. We fucking think it's awesome. All you got all these bitches fucking panties and a ruffle over here. We think it's fucking great." I was like, "There are two of the cooler chicks, you know." They're like, wait, look over there, check that out. And I look over and there's this fucking black dude burning this <laughs> old white chick. <laughs> in an alleyway. <laughs> right? No, it wasn't even in an alleyway. It was on the side of the fucking building, right out in the open, dude. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? And they're like, free show. And I was like, what? No, dude, that's fucking nasty. I like, but you couldn't really not look. No. And then, you, they, look you know, you like, he fucking like starts pounding it hard and like it finishes and like 
And he just pulls out, like, rips his condom off and just, like, throws it on the ground and hands the freaking old lady five bucks and, like, just walks away. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. Ew. Yeah, it's fucking nasty, dude. <laughs> That's fucking disgusting. Awesome. But, oh, this other chick. Okay, so that was one of the Christian. Kamaya was one of the Christian chicks. She fucking, like, they'd take me. They wanted me to come and hang out at their church and, like, go to the pastor's house after the church. But I always had to be back at 10 o'clock. And Kamaya was like, you better fucking go. So I went. They took me out to McDonald's once. She was like fucking under the chair right in front of the pastor sitting around on the other side. She was like fucking grabbing my dud and balls and stuff. Like she's like supposed to be this like Catholic super fucking spit. She loved me though, dude. Like, oh my God. She was like I wish Dana would have done it because I would have probably been married to that girl. She was fucking so hot, dude. But then this other girl, so we walked a couple blocks away. And we'd go to the freaking, um, that church that's in Echo Park. It's, I forgot what it was called. Like the Dream Center. Yeah, it's called the Dream Center. But a bus would pick us up, you know? Yeah. And every, like, Thursday, it was like the Dream Center. They'd pick us up. And I get on the first time, and then I start talking to this girl that's like, she. it's a rehab, too, I guess. But it's called the Dream Center. But this girl wasn't an addict. She was just like a help helper at the rehab. Uh-huh. There's a full Christian base. And I started talking to her, you know? And she was fucking smoking hot, too. Oh, my God. She was, like, young, but she was probably 19, 20. I'm only 24 at the time, so it's okay to fucking, you know. But she was fucking... Oh, so, but she would play it a little more hard to get. She was super hot, but she had a better, like, a super good, like, non-kid personality. Like, had her shit together, kind of. Yeah. And I remember every week she'd pick me up. She's like, oh, I'm good. What's up? Blah, blah. And then finally she, she was supposed to sit with her own people, but not the people she'd pick up on fucking Skid Row. She found out my story and stuff. I think I was, I had a chick, some chick I was banging or something at the time. I don't know. But I remember one time fucking, she fucking took me in to the fucking place. She's like, all right, I gotta go sit with my friends. And then every week I'd go every week pretty much just to see her, you know? Like yeah. she was, and she thought it was special. She's like, you don't even like. Finally, she's like, but one time, no, okay. So finally, she's like, starting wanting to hang out with me more and more. She started talking about us like hanging out outside of the fucking church, you know? Yeah. She always take me to the freaking church, and she'd sit with me for a little bit, and always bail with her friends, you know. And then finally, I was like, one time, I was like, dude, so you're going to sit with me and just fucking when no one can see you and then fucking go hang out with your friends? I was like, that's bullshit. I'm over this. And she's like, oh, no, it's not like that. I just have to be seen over there. I was like, yeah, without me. I was like, all right, whatever. I don't care. That's cool. And then fucking one week, I freaking didn't show up just because I was busy with other shit. And then the next week after that, she was like, came out like saw me like got off the bus gave me a hug she was like oh my god i was so worried about you you fucking dick why didn't you show up last week you're all i've been thinking about blah 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 i ended up boning her in the church bathroom that night what (laughs) (laughs) and she was a virgin (laughs) no yeah (laughs) needless to say after that, I knew she just had that look in her eyes like she was in love. 
Needless to say, I never went to that church again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either, dude. Because <laughs> she fucking loved me so much. Like, she, and I'm telling you, she was totally worth it. Like, I should have stayed with her, like, super hot. Fucking would do anything for me. And But I was just savage back then. I didn't give a fuck, bro. You still don't give a fuck. I still don't give a fuck. But back then, like, I, I'm still the same way. But I, because my buddies would still go to church. And freaking, um, they'd always tell me, dude, that chick is like crying on the bus when you don't show up and shit. Like, I, we're feeling bad for you. You need to go talk to her. I was like, I ain't fucking ever talking to that bitch again. Fuck that. One day, the fucking head of the, the bus driver, she made him like pull in front of the rehab. And she stood outside the rehab and was like, where's Josh at? Like, freaking told you, like, Ulysses, my buddy, was at the front. And she's like pounding on the glass, like, fucking tell Josh to fucking come down here. I know he's here. And I happened to not be there that time. And he's like, dude, if he was here, I'd go get him. But he's not here. And then fucking I was out with fucking some other chick. And <laughs> she's getting back on the bus. And as she's pulling away, I'm hopping out of the car with some other chick. Oh, no. <laughs> she, she hates me. <laughs> Guaranteed. I, love I think it. a lot of chicks hate you right now. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure that a lot of chicks love me too, so it's all yeah. Good. Well, they just hate you because yeah, they they hate what they they've once had and they still want. They, chicks hate what they fucking want and can't have, you know. Like, oh yeah, yeah, they want me so bad <laughs> at at a certain time in my life. I'm all old and ugly now, so it's all good. But, <laughs> <laughs> but back in the day, I was the lady killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, that was fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll let you go though. But fucking, uh, is there anything you want to say to the squad when you, before you go? Uh, freaking the nod squad. Uh, fuck drugs, get pussy. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Well, call me uh, tomorrow when. Uh, yeah. Well, after you, right, after you get to your where your destination, give me a call. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, I'll be there. I'm gonna leave here at like freaking um, eight. Probably. So I'll be in Fresno by like 10.30 or something. So yeah, but I'll hit you up and let you know how it is. I'm going to send you some photos of the, the op they got. Yeah, dude, that's what I was going to say. Send me some photos of the op, dude. Yeah, maybe you'll have, you'll have some pointers. I might have a couple questions or something. So yeah. All right, brother. Well, have a good right, night. Brother. Thanks for, call, yeah. for calling in and I'll fucking talk yeah. to you tomorrow. All right. Later, bro. Later, bro. Secret if you can.